Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam. We're reviewing issue-by-issue recap of the IDW comic Gem of the Holograms because it is truly outrageous. That was a little sarcastic. Yeah, well. (laughs) I'm trying to come up with a new bit. You're going to have to deal with it. This is issue one of Gem Dimensions, which is the new Gem of the Holograms format. Sarah Gatos is still our editor here, so we've got some consistency, but we're doing a whole bunch of short stories to each episode that are by different artists and writers. And we start out with the triumphant return of Sophie Campbell in Catnap with a special nice thing of colors by M. Victoria Roboto. Yay! So we start in familiar territory. Yeah. And one thing I like about Gem Dimension so far is that we have this helpful guide on our title page here that determines where in the timeline this takes place. The Sophie Campbell story, for instance, takes place before the events of Gem Infinite. Uh, The second story that we're going to have today is Roll With It, which is set after the events of Gem Infinite, with the most important thing being, do the misfits know that Jerrica's gem is sort of the big detail there. And also the synergy exists. Right. And that one is going to have uh, our writer is Kate Leth, whose work is totally great. You've probably seen her around comics and online comics. And also she's working in animation now, I think on some My Little Pony stuff. Also, can we talk for a minute about this cover? Because this cover. Oh my god. Yeah, let's. Okay, so we've got the holograms plus synergy playing D&D. Stormer's off in the corner, double fisting donuts and sushi, thus wrecking her palate. Storm is me. Jerrica's apparently old school and tracks initiative through sticky notes. With her robot mom right there. Yeah. There are only massive D6s on the table. And I'm pretty sure Aja's just telling her own freaking story with a dragon mini and a rook from chess. Kimber is buff as hell. Also, everyone's using like pens on their character sheets and not using sheet protectors. And it's bothering me. You use sheet protectors? I use sheet protectors. What are sheet protectors? They're these little plastic sleeves that you put your character sheet in and then you can use dry erase markers to make temporary changes like hit points. That makes so much more sense. This never occurred to you? I've just been erasing stuff. The sheet protector has like holes on the side so you can put it into a little duotang or a binder. Hot jeez. So the second story that we're going to have, we're going to have Roll With It, which is after the events of Gem Infinite. We've got Kate Leth writing, artist is Tana Ford, and our colorist is Brittany Peer. Totally different folks on either one, but it actually comes out pretty coherent between the two, really. We also have a note from Sarah Gatos explaining exactly what we're doing here. And I do like that the first thing she covers is, where is Kelly Thompson? Although it does say that Kelly Thompson is taking a... Let me let me see if I can get the exact wording here. Kelly's taking a well-earned break from Jem for now, which is diplomatic. Yeah, especially because Kelly Thompson, in a spot of really good news, has been signed as an exclusive writer for Marvel, which means that... Well, unless she's just going to guest every so often and that's not going to interfere with her contract, she's pretty much sticking over in the Marvel camp for now. Although usually the life cycle of that is a couple of years in Marvel and then you leave Marvel and you go and make incredible creator-owned comics for the rest of your career. (laughs) (laughs) Marvel doesn't hold on to writers for very long. They burn out pretty quick. But I mean, she's been doing some incredible work on Hawkeye, so I'm, I'm excited to see where she goes. So we're going to have a static guest list from here on out with, generally speaking, I think it's all going to be the Sophie art, uh, which is just fine. We're cool with that. I also like seeing how much Sophie's drawings of Clash have changed from like the character model to now. Her nose has gotten super sharp. It's so good. Yeah. Actually, everything about her has gotten
gotten very sharp. Yeah, I really like it. It's a really good style. Can we talk about Pizzazz's hair in this first panel here? Because, oh my god. Yeah, it's extra. It's super extra. Like, I don't even know if this is on purpose or if she just slept on it wrong. <laughs> like, Pizzazz is only in this for, like, three or four panels, maybe total. And Sophie decided to make Pizzazz's hair extra, which is <laughs> perfect. And also, I love that Mad Mardigan is just kind of cuddling into her shoulder. Mad Mardigan's a very good cat. Mad Mardigan's is a good cat. So, Clash is cat-sitting Mad Mardigan for Pizzazz while she and the rest of the misfits, including Blaze, are on tour. Meanwhile, Clash has a ski trip. And she was instructed not to let Mad Mardigan out of her sight for a second. So... So thus, Mad Mardigan is with her on the ski trip. Just kind of crammed into the front of her coat. Now, it turns out Blaze was supposed to be on this trip, but instead we have Blaze's friend that has come on with her. And this is Misty. Uh, And there are a couple of new characters in this. Uh, We'll see some more on the next page. And can I just say one thing I really, really like about Misty's design is that instead of wild hair, because she's wearing a hijab, uh, you can't see her hair. So instead, she just has the wildest, most outrageous headscarf. It is really good. (laughs) Oh, and she does her eyeshadow and lipstick to match. It's so good. Oh, yeah. There's this big, long part of the cloth that trails down the front side of her face like cascading hair. It's a really good design choice. And uh, Clash is lamenting that she never sees Blaze anymore. And Misty, meanwhile, is like, oh, I wish I was a misfit. And no, Clash has been down that road. Luckily, Misty's like, actually, no, maybe I shouldn't be a misfit. I'm really good at zines, though. We have a quick indication of of a uh, specification of a status quo that we haven't seen before. Because Clash mentions that she never sees Blaze anymore. Maybe she should just dump her. Yeah, and at that moment, I was like, (gasps) are they dating? Because they've been like really, really close for a long time and they've definitely been friends forever. But Sophie went there. Mm-hmm. Sophie went there and I'm happy. This is the first time we've seen Sophie do more direct story work. She definitely did a lot of the development work with Kelly. Um, we know that because a lot of the original Gem Project was them together. But this is the first time we've seen Sophie directly take the helm on the story for this. Which is why it is very much focused around how cool the Misfits are and how much cooler Misfits fans are than Holograms <laughs> fans. Speaking of, over the ridge, we see villainously lurking graphics, video, and Shade, who is a new character. This is the first time we've actually seen video in the comic, aside from a mention. And this design, there's still cousins, but man, these two could be twins. Oh yeah. yeah, they're basically identical. And also, Graphics has now switched teams. Graphics was originally concepted as another like Misfits character, but now she's just an evil holograms groupie. <laughs> and meanwhile, Shade is, as far as I can tell, Shade's kind of like a tech rat. She is specifically referred to as a chaotic neutral tech genius. I aspire to be that. Video is also listed as a stalker and a spy. So that bodes well. And uh, Video proposes that they catnap Mad Mardigan. Everybody agrees. So you remember how uh, the last time we had a ski episode of Gem of the Holograms, there were shenanigans? Holograms were blocked by bears. Little Miss Pink Hair and the sing-alongs. <laughs> God, a lot of, so much stuff we love was in specifically in that episode. Yeah, no. Rio got into a fight with like a guy who was way better than him. Yeah. Who could fly helicopters and Rio kept getting upstaged. He kept getting Rio's name wrong and Rio tried to get his name wrong on purpose and he didn't even notice. <laughs> Also, Aja uh, rescued all of the holograms basically on her own. <laughs> That's a 
rope because she's just that awesome. So anyway, shenanigans. Ski shenanigans. I love in this bottom panel, we've just got Mad Mardigan's face peeking out from Clash's jacket and she's terrified. So cute. Mad Mardigan is so cute. So our two groups meet up. Uh, By the way, Shade has rocket-powered skis. Because reasons. Because shut up, rocket-powered skis. So these two groupy groups basically call each other black pots and kettles until Misty, Misty throws down. Apparently the relationship between video and the holograms is not as close in this universe because she's been stalking them all the time despite the holograms ignoring her. That's a shame. Actually, I'm not sure what the gasp is from. Uh, video getting called out on stalking the holograms all the time or Misty saying the misfits are way better. I genuinely don't know what was the straw that broke the camel's back. I think it's absolutely just being like, the misfits are better than the holograms. (gasps) You take that back. How dare. And it is also on the next page that we reveal that Mad Mardigan has been wearing a little coat. When Graphics gets up into Clash's face, Mad Mardigan stretches her little paw out with the claws. (laughs) It's so cute. I love Mad Mardigan so much. Sophie draws Mad Mardigan so well. Such a good cat. And then the uh, the holograms groupies grab the cat. Yeah, Shade sneaks up behind Clash, pushes her so that Mad Mardigan comes out and lands in uh, Graphics' arms. And then they leave. And Mad Mardigan's been shoved into Graphics' coat and apparently does not like it very much. And a chase ensues. I'm really wondering about the process of shoving an unwilling cat into your coat and the collateral damage that would ensue, honestly. Especially when the cat's not wearing booties. Yeah, that seems like a great way to end up with, like, perforated boobs. And the chase is pretty close until Graphic says, Shade, use your sound wave thing. And I think, judging by the hand motions here, I think Shade might actually be deaf. There's a hand motion here where Graphics is specifically doing a couple of motions to say, use your sound wave thing. And I think that might be an indication that she's signing. Not only that, but she's got her hand on Shade's arm to get her attention. Oh, that's true. So yeah, Shade might be deaf. So that's awesome. They explicitly reference our son. I bet Tech Rat would love to get his hand on this thing. And also because it's made by a holograms groupie, Shade's sound tech has stars in it. Of course. I gotta wonder if, if the holograms music is bassy enough for Shade to really get much out of it. I don't know, maybe she just likes the aesthetic. So the hologram sound thing creates a huge avalanche that buries Misty and Clash. That could have killed them. Oh yeah. Instead they're just snowmen and they're like, oh, it's over. We'll never get them. The avalanche, we're outnumbered. Not anymore. And in comes Blaze on a freaking hang glider. Shouting me to the rescue. There's no laser gun on the hang glider, unfortunately. (laughs) God, and I love the little cartoony thing where they're just covered in snow and their eyes and mouths are peeking out. It's very good. So Blaze pops down into the snow and uh, is like, you really thought I'd bail on our ski trip? Clash introduces her to Misty and Misty is very excited to meet Blaze. How can you be mad at Misty? Look at her. (laughs) She's so cute. Meanwhile, Clash is like, we have to get Mad Mardigan back from the hollow groupies, which might be the best line of the entire comic. I love her, like, anger hands. (laughs) (laughs) She's ready to kill. She has murder in her eyes. Meanwhile, the hollow groupies are in a hot tub. And another indication that Shade maybe can't hear is when everybody else responds to, all right, you guys give back the cat, Shade does not react at all. She's got her eyes closed. We also see graphics definitely being a tagger, and she is just sprayed holograms on the side of the hot tub for no good reason. So she's not even a good tagger. And she also just is just like, ha we're so evil. I love it. I'm enjoying this little role reversal. 
I also really love that when Video is holding the cat, the cat has like its front arms just straight out, pushing against her chest. It looks like whenever you pick up and hold Mackenzie's little black cat. <laughs> Morgan. John would always pick her up and she'd hurriedly put her paws out on his chest. He'd be like, no. Oh yeah, she's just like, no, no, please. <laughs> And then we have a cool march into the scene by our heroes, Clash, Blaze, and Misty. And Video's like, oh no, they got Blaze and secretly love her work. Yeah, because like Blaze is in a whole other band too. And then we have weird stuff, but I'm cool with it. So Shade uses her sound machine and Blaze counters it. With her voice. And it's awesome. And it makes the machine blow up. This is a gem comic, you guys. And so Video's like, okay, okay, sorry here. And, and, and Mad Mardigan jumps over to Clash and... And then they purr and they they snoof each other. Oh, cool. I just looked up a shade on the wiki and she is deaf. That's awesome. I guess this is a medium that's where we would have a lot of deaf listeners, but... Well, I mean, your producer has hearing loss, so... (laughs) Yeah, but it's really cool to see more types of disability and different communities represented in this comic. I really like that. And also just, man, you guys, Sophie does this so effortlessly. I really feel like that's a huge part of just what I like, especially about her initial designs for the Hall is she is just effortless and just putting diversity in with different kinds of gender expressions and sexualities and body types and religions and faiths and disabilities. She just puts them all in there in a way that never calls attention to it. It's just, oh, of course this is how the world is. Of course these people are here. Of course this is normal. And it's really, really good. And also Blaze just blew up a machine with her voice. Yup. And then she and Clash kiss because they are absolutely 100% girlfriends. Yay! (laughs) And then they all go skiing. The end. Yay! Oh, of course. Of course Sophie's just like, you know what? Let's clear this up. My original character is now dating Clash. Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) If that's not the whole point of making a comic, I don't know what is. Sophie Campbell is living the dream. (laughs) So our second story is Roll With It, which takes place before the events of No, it takes place after the events of Gem Infinite. Uh, So Synergy is known to more entities. And we come back to the Benton household as our characters have just gotten back from a long tour. And by the way, yes, yes, Kimber still has the Rainbow Dash Kigurumi onesie. I'm going to be honest with you. Either she hasn't been taking very good care of that thing or it has mutated into a burlock halfway through. (laughs) Because that thing is not a horse anymore. Friendship is Murgle Burgle. So everyone is grousing that they feel gross and they need a shower. And then Jerrica's like, I got some work to do. And I'm like, no, I don't think you do. And Kimber takes her laptop. And then Kimber calls mom into the whole thing. Whole thing. And it's like, mom, tell her she can't do any work. And mom's like, I'm unqualified to make that decision. Good old synergy. Shayna, who went for a nap, is comes back and is like, hey, remember how I said not to wake me up? And then you all started yelling for no reason. That was fun. I love how in the background, uh, Rhea is still just trying to get used to like sister chaos. She's like, I have brothers. I'm not used to this. There's there's usually more punching. Kimber's like, hey, let's let's play a game. And, and Synergy's like, we have a large selection of board and card games in the East Wing. And then we go to um, where John's gonna go when he dies, I guess. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, this is this is a board game collection that goes from floor to ceiling. And this is the part where we remember that Gem and the Holograms is owned by Hasbro, who owns Wizards of the Coast, who owns Dungeons and Dragons. Crossover episode. And it's weird because like we have some properties that they can actually put in there, some they can't. So we have like Battleship next to Django. I'm a big fan of Kitar Hero up there because of course Kimber would have had that. Ouija! Weedy. I also love that they just straight up took the cover art from the D&D starter set, made it monochrome, and then just kind of rotated it onto the box in Kimber's hand. Yeah, it's weirdly detailed. I love it. And somehow, like, no one here actually remembers how to play D&D. I mean, that starter set looks unopened. Uh, but Synergy, of course, has the vast sum of human knowledge at her fingertips and all of the stuff that they've illegally uploaded online. So she has every source book in her brain. Including some of the weird ones. And instead of saying Synergy should DM because she actually knows all these source books. They said Jerrica should. Jerrica, don't do any work. Do something even more exhausting than work. <laughs> Manage five people. And come up with a D&D module on the fly. I don't think anyone has ever said, I feel like relaxing. How about I DM a one shot for you? I don't think that's how anyone relaxes, except maybe Matt Colville. Rhea, meanwhile, is hopelessly lost. Everyone else is just kind of playing. Played. Like, Aja has probably never played a barbarian before, but Rhea has never touched it, and she's like, What's animal handling? A skill that never gets used, don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, that's a lie. I have used animal handling a lot in DD. Yeah, but Mackenzie, you're the kind of player who specifically makes the DM do stuff. Like, hey, can I roll animal handling for this? It's true. Can I just point out that the reason Rhea is confused is because she is reading the Horde of the Dragon Queen campaign book, and also <laughs> it appears to uh, be backwards? <laughs> So, you know how Hero Forge is a great website to create a custom mini? It turns out Synergy just does that. And Jerrica's not having a good time, by the way. She's just getting angrier and angrier. So can we just run down what our characters are here? Yeah. Synergy is playing Lanolin Graveswill, a tiefling barbarian, mercenary veteran, chaotic good. That name definitely came out of a name generator. Rhea is playing Penelope Staunch, a half-orc bard. Isn't sure how this works. Am I doing this right? She's holding a penny whistle and is like, can I use this as a weapon or what? Oh, Ray would make the ideal bard as the thing. <laughs> Destroyer of the DM's hopes and dreams. We have Aja playing Maslani, gnome warlock. Misquotes sacred texts constantly, big in the halberds. I don't think gnomes can actually use halberds. They're a heavy weapon. Uh, we homebrewed it. It's fine. She's got disadvantage on every weapon attack. She doesn't mind. Uh, Shayna's playing Vivian Aquiline, elf druid, follows the old faith. Won't say no to a fine vintage. And Kimber is maybe my favorite name, Ginger Happenstance, a halfling rogue. One in at least three cities, dreaded in the rest, penchant for barmaids. Excellent. Ginger Happenstance. I might have to steal that. She's dual wielding a crossbow and a dagger, which means she can fire that crossbow exactly once. And finally, now that all their characters have been rolled up and we've made uh, little holograms of everybody's characters on Hero Forge. Oh... Jerrica's so tired. 
Kimber, meanwhile, is texting. Of course. Of course. Because she's the only one that actually knows how this works. And then the doorbell rings and she's off to get an adorable lesbian. That's right. She didn't order food. She ordered a girlfriend. Meanwhile, Jerrica is trying to tell them that they're in a grove. There's two chests and a wagon. What do you do? And Kimber's like, what I do is I kiss my girlfriend. She is making zero effort to actually engage the players. So, of course, they're not paying attention. This is that thing where you basically just do something so bad that hopefully they won't ask you to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what this is. And it turns out Synergy makes onesies. I like that Stormer calls Synergy a magic computer witch that lives in your house. I mean, is she wrong? Not at all. <laughs> and apparently they're just going to share ginger happenstance, apparently. And I really like this exhausted look on Jericho's face as he's just like, Wood Grove, Wagon, etc. From the south, you catch the enticing scent of fresh baked bread. And oh no, that gets them started on, should we order food? No. Always get that squared away before the session. Oh, and then they start deciding on food. And Jerrica gets mad and says, who cares? Just pick something. And that's when Kimber's like, why don't you make a list and take a vote, Jerrica? You're always so good at this stuff. And Jerrica says, that's it. Ancient Red Dragon time. She opens the book and rains down fire upon them. It's an ancient red dragon who's about to attack some level one characters. <laughs> who apparently breathes fire and deals 10,000 damage. Jerrica, you didn't roll for that, even at maximum damage. Rocks fall, everyone dies. D-E-A-D, you can't tell me to take a night off from doing all the work just to make me do all the work. It is too late. You've awakened the gazebo. You know, this is a pretty nerdy show, but I'm pretty sure this is the nerdiest episode of this show we've ever done. So Synergy's like, you know what? I'll DM. You can play. I'm actually like the perfect thing for this. DMing is probably what I was also built for. Cave Starlight was a huge nerd. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar with the Tomb of Horrors? No, no. It promises no. to be most excruciating. And then she rolls everybody's stats up so they won't immediately die in the Tomb of Horrors. But she's probably not even doing the new Tomb of Horrors. Word of advice, don't put any part of your body in the demon mouth. <laughs> That's advice that I'd probably need in-game. We did like five seconds of that revamp Sunless Citadel and you definitely put your hand into the demon mouth. Anyway, Synergy tells everyone to roll for initiative. She rolled up Jerrica, probably a paladin, I would guess. One can only assume. And they're like, let's just order pizza. It's fine. We love you. The Tomb of Horrors. Buckle up. Synergy will make you regret ever wanting to play Dungeons and Dragons. That's our two stories, but... Because Sophie Campbell is Sophie Campbell, she did make up some profile pages for all of the characters that she introduced in this one, which was great. I think Shade is me. She hates Rio. Good job, Shade. Hey, you know you know what's totally freaking rad? Uh, the simple fact that Shade's friends were signing, which means that they decided to uh, adapt to her disability so that they could still communicate with her. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. For like both of these gem dimensions issues, they've been attaching an ash can of gem infinite one, which I guess makes sense considering these are just sort of wildly in and out of timelines, but I could do without it. Anyway, that was gem dimensions one. I think that is going to wrap it up for us. We'll see you next time for Gem Dimensions number two with some more short stories. One of them is a Shayna focus story that I'm really excited to talk about because it was very good and very pretty. In the meantime, the Gem Jam comes out whenever on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Tumblr. We are at the Gem Jam just about everywhere except on Twitter where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, a like, rating, review, subscribe, comment, wherever you find our podcast, especially on iTunes, is really helpful. Helps our metrics, helps us get discovered, helps us talk about more in 
interdimensional glam rock. And if you want to support us with dollars, you can do that on patreon.com slash the gem jam. For a couple bucks a month, you can support both this and our other projects, all of which you can find on crookedrussiancam.tumblr.com, which includes things like I Will Fight You, our other podcast that has some very good episodes that you will all enjoy like about jupiter ascending which i just keep thinking about lately or star trek 4 save the whales it's such a good movie you can also check out date me damn it which is our video series where uh kit plays otome games and we yell at her while she does them yep that's fun we try to kiss a boy but we don't really want to kiss a boy we're working very hard uh join us here next time for gem dimensions number two until then dear listeners i'm annie i'm kit and i'm mac And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you, feed a cold, starve an outrageous.